Next Thursday, the monastic community will be celebrating the Feast of the Ascension. After the proclamation of the Gospel, we have a tradition of extinguishing the Paschal candle, which signifies Christ being taken up into heaven. However, more importantly, it signifies a transition in the Church's thinking about the Easter mysteries. What I mean by transition is perhaps best explained by the Apostle Paul's words in his second letter to the Corinthians. He says, Even though we once regarded Christ from a human perspective, we regard him thus no longer. Think about all the times that our Lord appeared to one of his followers after his resurrection. Not once did they immediately recognize him, because their eyes were closed to the spiritual spiritual dimension in which Christ now lives. The familiar appearance of Jesus and his physical proximity, while necessary for a time, would now only serve to be a hindrance to his disciples. Nevertheless, the Feast of the Ascension does not nullify the importance of the Incarnation. It is more than simply a glorified going-away party. In fact, what the unlit Paschal candle signifies is that Christ actually never left at all. He simply vanished from our physical sight to prepare us to receive the gift of faith at the Feast of Pentecost. Faith, we are told, is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things unseen. How many of us here have at some point thought about what it would be like to live during the time of Jesus? I'm sure we've tried to imagine his features, maybe imagine ourselves embracing him and asking him all sorts of questions. Do we feel that we're at a disadvantage or that our time on earth is any different from the disciples simply because we've never had the opportunity to walk in, in Christ's footsteps? Well, rather than have me answer this, let's remind ourselves of Jesus' own words in today's gospel. You heard me tell you I am going away. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Rejoice? Really, Lord, rejoice? But think about it. Christ has now become a life-giving spirit. And what does that mean if not that he is now present to us always and at every time? His humanity, unlike ours, is no longer limited by space and time. We can now experience him in the sacraments, in our fellow man, in the structures of human societies, etc. But it's not always easy to discern the presence of Christ in the midst of everyday life. And this is precisely why he promised to give us the Holy Spirit. Not as a replacement, not as compensation for his leaving us, but as a support in our fleshly weakness. When I proclaimed the gospel just a little while ago, were we aware of the fulfillment of those words? The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you? The Church calls the Holy Scriptures the very Word of God. This same Word, who is in the beginning with God, is made present to us, incarnated, as it were, through the verbal announcement of the text. Yet not by man's eloquence does this happen, but by the breath of the Holy Spirit. 
Likewise, every liturgy, every sacrament, every prayer, every virtue, and divine inspiration is made possible by the working of the Holy Spirit. Even this homily, for instance, though perhaps some of you might disagree. In any case, it is important for us to recognize that of ourselves, we can do nothing. Our faith and our salvation are completely dependent on the sheer grace of God. Knowing this, however, can be a freeing experience. It means that despite living in a world where an individual's worth is measured by their amount of success, wealth, social status, etc., we can turn to the God who loves us even as we are, no strings attached. And not only does he love us, but he knows us. He knows every inch of us. He is the very ground of our being, the very breath we breathe. He knows about the struggles, about the addictions, the depression. He knows about the sacrifices you've had to make and about the gnawing doubts that creep into your heart. And the best part is that he still loves you. He still cares. We would be crazy to overlook such a lover and to refuse the gift of his healing. So I invite everyone here to give your hearts now to God because he wants all of you. Let his spirit take control and give him permission to open the eyes of your faith that Christ may be present to you. You never know. You just might be surprised by what you see.